Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we have got NFL action going on today. Of course, it's Thursday night over there in the US. We've got a big week 14 of the National Football League. Only five weeks remaining of the regular season, and it is hotting up to say the least. Also hotting up is our man RJ Achoa from SB Nation and Blogging the Boys. He's on the line. G'day, RJ. G'day, Jimmy. I'm surprised to not see you seated in a diamond throne based on the uh, the line <laughs> I gave you last week. If you took it, I mean, you'd be a rich man right about now. You should see in my notes just here in red pen. I've got <laughs> Houston Texans minus three and a half v the Denver Broncos at two dollars and one, mind you. Tick, tick, tick. So well done, you are, and well done to the listeners who are following you. And I know they do. So um, thank you, mate. Yes, uh, look, I'm a I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I like what Sean Payton has done to uh, get that side rolling again, but he couldn't quite get it done against the. The Houston Texans, and we'll start with CJ Stroud. Wow, what a first season! He's amazing. He's a lot of fun, um, and I, I think he obviously got some some people in Carolina in hot water. What with how they passed on him, obviously in, in favor of Bryce Young. Um, sometimes, you know, it's a weird phenomenon for for the Aussies who who don't follow American college football. You would think, right? Like, oh man, these dudes are amazing in college. Let's just draft those guys. And sometimes, you know, the draft process can can cause you to overthink things and cause you to overvalue traits or athleticism and things that you kind of measure away from the football field. But uh, anybody who followed CJ Stroud's career at Columbus um, knows or, or knew rather that he had it in him. And uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. I, the Texans are a newer, the newest team in the NFL actually. And so it's kind of fun. I don't think anybody except for maybe the Broncos this week uh, minds all the fun that they're having. So just on that, because you talk about the well-worn path to getting to the NFL through the college system, which I would suggest is the same for 99.9% of athletes. We've got our man Jordan Maylata, left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, who played a little bit of rugby league at the lower age level here, went over, and is now, I think, up to week 11. He was rated third best left tackle in the league, had had a couple of tough weeks since then just based on that and the way that he's made it to the NFL and the the impact that he's having that's extraordinary is that recognized as how how much of an outlier he is in the US and in the NFL it's in, incredibly difficult I believe Adam Gotsis was the other Aussie that had had some success in, in recent years uh, I know he'd had some some stories around him but I, I do recall him being an Australian in the NFL um it's really difficult i mean the nfl now has their international pathway program yeah um that creates more opportunities for players but even then it's it's difficult to stick i mean you can get 
you know, in the team's kind of system. And you do get roster exemptions for those players for their first two years. So you do get some opportunity to learn and grow and develop with some NFL coaching. But it is incredibly difficult. There was the um, the German Mo Bollinger, I believe, yeah. uh, was a wide receiver, tight end convert. He couldn't stick. Uh, the Cowboys, if you watch their hard knock season, they had an offensive lineman from Mexico. Uh, so really close for the Cowboys, obviously. Isaac Alarcon. Uh, and they actually converted him to to the defensive line. And again, it just couldn't stick. So uh, what Jordan Mailata has managed to do is is not just rare, but it's rare in the room of rarities. It's really impressive. Yeah. I wish it were for any other team. Uh, we've got the game going on at the moment. We've got the, the Steelers taking on the Patriots. Um, it's not the most enticing game, let's be honest. Uh, how is Amazon going? I know we had the Black Friday game where they played a, paid a premium to, to do that, and they had all sorts of shopping going on during the course of that one. Do Amazon have any pushback with the NFL? Do they put this schedule together with them? Because we are not getting the most entertaining Thursday night games. I mean, this has been a problem for a long time. Um, mm. NFL Network um, kind of used to own Thursday Night Football as a property, and then it began to, to pass through hands. And at this point, um, every major network except for ESPN has had the package at some point. Fox has had it, CBS has had it, NBC has had it, and they've tried having their number one broadcast crew on it, doing Thursday night and Sunday night football in the same week, um, and it just never delivers. At this point, it's kind of become irrefutable that having players play on a short week isn't good for the human body. And and generally, there have obviously been some great games. Last week was awesome. Um, but generally speaking, they're duds. And this just so happens to be, you know, two teams that have been really down. They happen to be, you know, with some poor quarterback situations. Uh, Amazon is paying more than anybody ever has for the Thursday Night Football package. And there's been talks of, of them allowing flex scheduling for this, which would be chaotic and absurd because – how can you tell a team, hey, that game you're going to play three weeks from now, it's on a Thursday after all. We know you're in the middle of a playoff chase and whatnot, um, but at the end of the day, it is still about putting eyeballs on the television. And while the product is terrible, the worst Thursday night football game is on par with the NBA Finals. It shatters the World Series. Yeah. It's just the reality of the way football is king. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think they're paying a billion dollars a year, uh, Amazon, for the right to have 17 games, uh, Thursday night games um, during the course. So uh, just amazing that the money the NFL generates. I want to go, you made mention of the quarterbacks today. What about the quarterback carnage that is continuing? Trevor Lawrence now with Jacksonville, who were, you know, looking like a real threat during the course of this year. How, like, Do we have an explanation why, or is it just one of those years, RJ? Yeah, I, I think it's probably the latter. Um, you know, if these were the same sort of injury and they were all happening on turf, obviously, you know, players have spoken out about things like that, then, then maybe you could find a, a bit more of a prominent common denominator. But, you know, the Trevor Lawrence situation, his own tackle stepped on him, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's just weird. It's football. I mean, it is, um, it's a game that, you know, requires an enormous amount of skill and an enormous amount of preparation. But in the same vein, it requires an enormous amount of luck. It is a battle of attrition. Uh, surviving the NFL season is a feat in and of itself beyond winning enough games to qualify for the postseason tournament. And so it's really unfortunate. And that's what makes some of these games, you know, dreadful on the surface is nobody is really excited to watch Mitchell Trubisky quarterback the Pittsburgh Steelers. But here we are. Yeah. We had an NFC shootout last week and it was uh, the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles and they were absolutely superb, the 49ers, barring injury, which we've just talked about. Are they your standout for, and this is probably going to hurt, 
uh, Jay, but are they your standout for Super Bowl winners thus far? You know, I really enjoyed that game on Sunday, obviously, because the Cowboys need the Eagles to slip up a bit. And that was at least one step in the right direction. But as enjoyable as it was, it was terrifying. I mean, because yeah. you're right. I mean, how how can you bet against them right now? When when they are on, when they are rolling, they are a machine. They are it, it isn't a game. It's a decision. They are inevitable. And so, I mean, I don't see how the Cowboys, obviously, or the Eagles, clearly, or the Chiefs or the Ravens. I mean, they will play the Ravens in a few weeks. It's really difficult to see anybody kind of going shot for shot with them because they can outlast you. And then whenever they do, they go in for the kill. Um, they have been a really talented team of this variety for several years now. And so in some sense, it's always nice when when a team is really good and, and breaks through and gets a title. In this case, I would hate to see that happen. But, I mean, they are incredible. The way they completely demolished Philadelphia in Philadelphia really speaks volumes about what they're capable of. So as a result of that, Hey, I want to get your thoughts on the MVP race, and we've got a market up for that too. So, um, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, is currently the favoured way uh, as per our markets to win, although it's a, it's very tight. And then the much maligned Dak Prescott is second favourite. So what are you seeing out of that? Tyreek Hill is even there as a as a receiver option. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to argue against Tyreek. He's on pace for 2,000 yards, which has never happened. Um, and if that does happen, you can certainly make an argument for him. Um, Brock Purdy is incredibly talented. And I think oftentimes this discussion, you know, leads somebody to, to live on one end of the spectrum. Either you think Brock Purdy is infallible or you think he's trash. And, and I don't think either of those things. I think he's phenomenally, you know, compartmentalizing what's happening at an incredibly high rate. And that's why this offense is singing. But he's not throwing the ball that far down the field. I mean, he, um, are you familiar with the old Ninja Turtles cartoon, Jimmy? I'm oh, sure yes. you are. Yes, Donatello, do, Michelangelo. Do you, right. Uh, one of the signature villains was this guy named Krang, and he was um, he was just like a brain. That's all he was, was a tiny little brain in a robotic body. And so he he would kind of use the robotic body uh, and control it and fight the turtles that way. And that's kind of what Brock Purdy is, right? He he's you know he's got Debo Samuel is one arm of the body and. You know, Brandon Ayuk is the other, and George Kittle is the powerful knee and all these different things. Christian McCaffrey is the the powerful elbow finishing move. Um, <laughs> and so he, it's it's a little bit of an unfair fight, whereas I do think um, – I think Dak Prescott's playing the position a little bit more, um, you know, purely to the definition of, of that phrase. Um, now, it's not, not necessarily fair to penalize Brock Purdy for that. It's just what's your cup of tea? How do you evaluate MVP? Um, Sunday's game for Dak is really big in that race because of who they're facing. And obviously Jalen Hurts is a contender in and of his own right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, like three weeks ago, I, I wrote an article about this before the Cowboys went to Carolina. Dak was plus 3,500. I mean, imagine if you'd gotten those odds at that time yeah. when RJ told you to, uh, you'd be sitting really pretty right about now. <laughs> Uh, I should have asked that question three weeks ago, but there you go. I'm looking at the AFC rankings and the Dolphins are there at nine and three. We mentioned Tyreek Hill and the season that he's having. And so that leads us to the Dolphins offense. Titans, Jets, Cowboys, all at home. They've got the Ravens away and then the Bills, uh, they got them at home as well. Can they continue with this record run for the Dolphins? I mean, I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, if, if I had to take the Dolphins or the field right now to be the top seed in the AFC, I'd probably take – if I had to take another team, I might take Baltimore. I know Kansas City's a little bit further down. Um, I don't know that I even feel safe taking Miami to, to hold on to win the division just because you don't know what situation Dallas is going to be in. You know, if the Cowboys lose to the Eagles on Sunday, that takes a little bit of wind out of their sails. 
you know, Buffalo is going to, in all likelihood, be incredibly desperate, obviously, in the final week of the regular season. Baltimore is in the running for that top seed themselves. So um, they have a lot to like, and they're a really likable team. But I just trust other teams a little bit more than them. And I, I hate to do that because I hate when people do that about my team. But I kind of need to see Miami prove it to me just a little bit more before I buy all the way in. Uh, all right. You won't bet on that, but you've got to tell us what you will bet on. On the back of your superb selection last week, where are you taking us in, in week 14, RJ? I've thought about this, and, and I kind of decided I was going to go one way or another with this. Um, what do you have on the Buffalo Bills this week? Uh, okay, so the Buffalo Bills, I think, uh, plus two, and we're just getting down to, yeah, plus two and a half, sorry. So head-to-head, the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, $1.98, and they're plus two and a half at $1.74. Where are you taking us? I mean, I've kind of thought about taking Buffalo just because they feel a little bit desperate, but they also feel like the wheels are really falling off. Um, And of all the places in the world to go when the wheels are falling off, I think Arrowhead Stadium is probably the last place you want to be. So at at minus two and a half for Kansas City, I'll take that all day long. Bouncing back from the loss they had, obviously, on Sunday Night Football. I know their offense has been in trouble. I know Taylor Swift was the time person of the year, whatever. (laughs) I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. I feel very comfortable about that. Um, I don't think I've taken the Chiefs once with you this season. So anytime I get a chance to bet on them, I'm certainly going to run to do it. Buffalo 6-0 and coming off a bye under the coaching of McDermott. Yeah, I know. But this is I'm... this is a tough scene. And Sean McDermott did not have a good day on, on Thursday in the States. I don't know if you saw everything he was in the news for. But um, it's these are some bad times and some bad vibes with the Buffalo Bills right now. We always get some good times and good vibes out of you, RJ Ochoa. Great to chat again, mate. Enjoy your week 14 of the NFL. Thanks a lot, Jimmy.